and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the one-stop shop that you need to help you to get your impact business up, running and growing. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about niching. And you may have heard a little frisson of disgust in my voice when I said that. I'm a words geek. I can't help it. It annoys me to have to use the word niche as a verb. But there we have it. I will try and move past it. Let's move on. Already there are some of you who want to switch off. I know, I know, every single marketing guru since the dawn of time has talked about the importance of uncovering your niche. And you've probably heard the expression, or at least seen it written down, that the riches are in the niches, another crime against the English language. But anyway, you've probably heard the expression a hundred times. But let me ask you this. Have you actually done it? Have you developed a clear sense of your niche? And do you really understand them? Because I am always surprised by how many people know that they should have a niche, but still resist actually developing one. And I get it. It's hard work and you have a million and one other things to do. And I've also seen quite a few marketing gurus and online business advisors in the last few months saying, don't worry, it's not necessary. You don't have to niche. Yay! Cue everybody breathing a big sigh of relief now. And I would love to join them. Truly, I would. I don't want you to have to do work that isn't necessary. But all of those people breathing a big sigh of relief now will be wondering in six months' time why their marketing still isn't working. Because here's the thing. There are lots of old wives' tales about marketing, and there's a lot of received wisdom that should be challenged and standard practice that needs to be updated. Don't get me started on the whole pain point marketing approach. That's a whole separate podcast episode in its own right. But that's not the case here. Because as the advertising guru Dave Trott once said in his book, Predatory Thinking, if you try to speak to everyone, you end up speaking to no one. Let me share an analogy with you that I use with my clients a lot. Imagine it's the weekend before Christmas and you're on Oxford Street, one of the busiest shopping streets in the world. There are tens of thousands of people there and they are being bombarded by thousands of marketing messages everywhere they look. Buses and bus stops, shop windows and shopping bags, on the sides of taxis and the sides of buildings. And they are busy. In that last minute, just got to get that present I need for Uncle Dan, mad dash, really stressed out kind of way. Now imagine that you're standing on Oxford Street with, I don't know, a sandwich board and a loud hailer. And you're saying something like, I want to help you. I can help you. Let me help you. Or feeling busy and really stressed out? Let me help you. Put yourself in the shoes of one of those shoppers. Feet aching, 
head pounding. Of course, they're feeling busy and stressed out. Everyone is. So first of all, how do I know that you're talking specifically to me and not to the 900,000 people behind me? More to the point, what would your response be to someone getting in your way, asking if you're busy and stressed at that moment? I don't know about you, but I would deck them with my shopping bags and a very Merry Christmas to them too. But that's exactly what you're doing when you're not able to target your marketing at a very specific group of people with an understanding of their specific needs. You're basically shouting your fairly generic message to people who will at best ignore you and at worst deck you with their shopping. So let's take a look at why people resist developing a niche. See if you recognise yourself in any of these scenarios. Here's the first excuse I hear a lot. I don't have time. I'm very busy being an entrepreneur, you know. I really get it. When you're first starting your business, it can feel completely overwhelming, the amount of things you have to do. And then once you're up and running, well, sometimes it seems never-ending, right? I mean, even if you love it, and let's be honest, there are going to be some days when you don't, but even if you love it, it can feel a bit relentless. I used to say this a lot, I don't have time, I don't have time. And to be honest, I still say it sometimes now, but now I understand what it really means. You see, nine times out of 10, when you say you don't have time for something, what you're really saying is that it's not a priority for you right now. There are other things that you feel are more important. And again, I get it. But let me tell you why I think you should be prioritizing, sorting out your niche, and then doing your ideal client research over, say, spending an hour scrolling through TikTok or taking another masterclass in LinkedIn lead generation. Because once you know who your ideal client is, they will become your business best friend. They can help you with almost every question you have. Don't know which social media channels to focus on, ask your ideal client. Can't decide what to call your newest program? Ask your ideal client. Need to launch a podcast and can't decide on the music? Do what I did? Ask your ideal client. Don't know what time of day to run your workshop? Ask your ideal client. Second reason I hear a lot for why people resist developing a niche. I don't want to exclude anybody from my work. And let's be clear, whilst I hear this a lot, It's just not true that developing a niche means you're excluding people. But also, it's not true that you don't want to exclude people from your work. You do. You absolutely do want to exclude some people from your work. The people you cannot help. The people who don't want to work with you. The people you don't want to work with. The ones who won't benefit from your services the people who can't afford your work, all of those people should be excluded. But you're not putting out marketing that says, hey, if you're a 51-year-old woman born in Yorkshire, raised in Jersey, and you now run a purpose-led business, I want to talk to you, but otherwise you can do one. Think of your marketing targeted at your niche as being a little bit like the headlights of a car. 
your ideal clients, your niche are in the beam of those headlights. But other people can still see your headlights. Other people who might be interested in your work can see those headlights and come on over to check out what you're up to. You're not excluding them. You're just focusing specifically on the ones that you can and want to help. Finally, and this is a good one, I don't need to niche because my ideal client is everyone. Okay, let's just assume for the minute that that's true. I mean, it isn't, but let's just assume that it is. Let's think about what that means for your marketing. If everyone is your ideal client, then that means that my neighbour's 15-year-old son and I are both your ideal clients, right? So how are you planning to reach both of us with your marketing? He is a YouTube fan, but pretty much ignores other social media except TikTok because, you know, other social media, it's all full of old people now. He's interested in video games, football and cricket. And his biggest concern right now is GCSEs. I, on the other hand, am a Facebook person. I dabble on LinkedIn and Instagram and I adore TikTok, but don't sell to me there. I rarely, if ever, watch YouTube. And other than TikTok videos, I would rather read content than watch it or listen to it. I wish my biggest concern was GCSEs, but right now it's recording podcast episodes, growing my business, selling my house, the cost of living crisis. In fact, the list is pretty endless. So do you think it's possible that the same marketing will find both of us? Pretty unlikely, right? You are going to need very different strategies to reach my neighbor's son and to reach me. You'll need different language, different images, different content, different channels. Even Coca-Cola, the best known and most ubiquitous brand in the world with a marketing budget of tens of millions of pounds, even Coca-Cola doesn't attempt to market to everyone. So why on earth would you try to? Now, as I said, I would love to join the people telling you that you don't have to develop a niche. Just be true to yourself, be authentic, show up, put yourself out there, and your ideal clients will find you. And I wish that that was true. It would make my job a hell of a lot easier, and you'd probably like me a lot more right about now. But that, my friend, is magical thinking. It doesn't stand up to the scrutiny of common sense. And more to the point, it will keep your business small. Because can you find 10 people that want to work with you without niching, without doing the work to understand your ideal client, with a bit of hustle and some elbow grease? Sure. But can you find hundreds, thousands, enough to have a real impact and start making a real difference? Based on 26 years of experience in this game, I would say it is very unlikely. So, In response to the age-old question, to niche or not to niche, I come down firmly on the side of, I've got to say this word again, niching. And if you don't know how to do that, or you've got an idea who your niche is, but you don't know how to develop that deeper understanding of them, your ideal clients, then you might want to hit that subscribe button because I am bound to come back to this subject again. 
or I run a big five-day free challenge on this issue at least once a year. So maybe sign up for the Actually mailing list and be sure to get a heads up as to when that's next happening. You'll find a link to sign up in the show notes. Because it's time, and you, my friend, are ready to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.